Well, this evening we're going to do something a little bit different than we normally do on Sunday mornings, um, but we're going to look to God's Word as we always do here at Grace Bible Church, because ultimately that's where we come to know Him. That's how He's communicated Himself to us, is through His Word and the Holy Spirit enlightening our minds and our hearts to understand what God's Word has to say. And I want to read a passage from Matthew 2 that actually takes place um, after Jesus was born, in fact, maybe up to two years after Jesus is born. And normally, when you see a nativity scene, right, you see an angel above, and you see the animals, and you see the shepherds, and you see Mary and Joseph, and you see Jesus lying in the feed trough or the manger, and you also see what else? The wise men, right? The wise men. Well, the wise men weren't there. All right, just I hate the buster bubble. You don't have to go take it out of the nativity scene because maybe if you want to talk to somebody about everything that surrounded his birth in his early years, you can talk about the wise men, and they're very important in the story of the coming of Christ and his ministry to us. Um, so it's not wrong that they're part of Christmas. It's just they weren't there when we normally think they were there, or many people do. Um, and just in case you want to know, uh, too, they also came from Iraq. Um, so we've got to be real careful about what we say about Iraq, right? Because the wise men were wise. Uh, because they followed the star that was prophesied, um, even from someone named Balaam, who was also from their very area, in Numbers. And then also, likely they heard or was passed down from Daniel when he was in captivity in Babylon in Iraq. And then they saw a star, which probably they had been passed down to this star that was talked about in Numbers. And then explained by Daniel while he was there and they followed the star they were truly wise men all right they were called magi um that's plural for magus um, but I want to read these first 12 verses of chapter 2 of Matthew then I'm going to um, ask for some help to help us understand at least the portion we're going to look at uh, just for a few minutes together this evening but in Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 through 12 we read, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child, and when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. Yeah, right. And after hearing the king, they went in their way, and the, and the star, which they had seen in the east, went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the Christ was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way let's pray lord we thank you for this great truth that we find out about you your son the lord jesus christ um, in this passage so lord i pray you would open our hearts and our minds maybe to to see this passage in a light um, uh, maybe that we haven't seen it before maybe the emphasis here that we can learn more about you and therefore worship you more this christmas and we pray this in jesus name amen well um i want to invite 
all the kids down, and they can kind of sit right down here if you want to. And what, what is a kid? Well, if you can sit down and on, you know, at, crisscross applesauce sauce, Indian style and get up without hurting, it probably means you're a kid, all right? So any children want to come down and sit right down here, guys. Sit right down here, all right? Oh, hey, Kaysen, you forgot something. There we go. There we go. Let's see. Make sure everybody. All right. Okay. Come on. Y'all sit down right there. All right. So what, what did I just read about? Anybody tell me what I just read about? What did I read about? The Messiah. That's right. And, and who came to see the Messiah? Raise your hand. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, raise your hand. Who came to see Messiah? The wise men. That's right. They came to see the Messiah. You're exactly right. Well, there's a lot of things in this passage of Scripture. Even the adults, we can learn a lot from here. And I don't have time to go through all 12 verses. If you've ever been here, it'd probably be like four um, messages right there, right? All right. But we're going to just concentrate on the gifts that the wise men, the Magi, brought. Can anybody tell me what the three gifts were the Magi brought? Just tell me one of them. Okay, frankincense. Uh, tell me another one. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, what? What's the first one? Gold. Okay, good, good. All right. And that's because there's three gifts. We often think there's how many wise men? But it never says that anywhere in the Bible. And maybe they were, there was 20 of them. We don't know. We just know there's more than one. And they brought these gifts um, to Messiah. Well, I'm going to help us think oh, I'm going to help us think about these gifts. And I've got some helpers that are going to help me help us think about these gifts and what they mean so kimmy where are you at sweetheart are you hiding come up here right here bring your gift with me bring your gift to me all right come right up here okay all right stand back here now i want you to open up that gift give it your best gift opening come on go after it kimmy oh yeah we got to work on this gartman's get out you gotta get after there we go keep pulling oh great we got an amazon box Okay, now turn it over this way and pull that open. It's not that hard. I made sure. There we go. Pull hard. There we go. Okay, pull that out of there. Pull what's in there out. Pull it out hard. Okay. Oh, yeah. So what is that, Kimmy? Coins. Coins? What color are they? Gold. They're gold. Is that something that the wise men brought to Jesus? He did. Can you go sit down? Just You can hold those, okay? All right. So the first gift that's mentioned is gold now those are actually chuck e cheese gold coins i'm not sure that's what they brought okay oh the kids are going to fight over them now but that's a valuable thing for a child right gold coins from chuck e cheese well that's the best i had for gold right that's probably worth a lot of money if they were real gold but when we think about gold all right why do you think kids you all help me got to raise your hand why do you think the wise men gave jesus gold Yes, Aiden. That's okay. Oh. Yes. Why did he? Why did they break? What? It meant a lot back then, right? It meant a lot back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly right. They brought him because gold is fitting gift for a king that's what you would give to honor a king and in fact we, we know that jesus this was in fact um one of the things that jesus would be called would be king 
And we learn that one place in Revelation 19, 16, it says, And on his robe, speaking about Jesus, and his thigh, he has a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. They brought gold fitting for a king. It was pure, the purest metal for them to, to be able to honor him as king. Now, did he look like a king when he was laying in that little feed trough? He didn't look like a king, but he was. He came to be king, king of the world. Well, I've also recruited more help for the next gift. Let's see, Landon, come on, buddy. All right, Landon, now let's see your best gift opening skills. There we go. Flip it over the other way. There you go. This is just getting them warmed up. All right, now open that box up, buddy. Now open it this way. Pull it hard. You pull that side. There we go. Get in there. What's in there? Pull in there. Woo, what's that? What do you think? Open it up and smell it. I'm serious. It's not a trick. It's not a trick, Landon. <laughs> Landon knows me too well. It, it, open, it, open it up. I'll smell it. I'll, I'll go first, all right? Now you smell it. Well, it smell good? It smells good, all right? And I'll take that back with you. So what was the second gift that, that they brought? That, gold, then what? What was it? Perfume. Perfume. Yeah, it was kind of perfume, and it was called, it was called what? Frankincense. You can sit back down, Landon. Take that with you. It smells good, buddy. You're good, all right? So it was frankincense. It was a perfume. You were right. And it was used for certain offerings offered up by the Israelites and the priests actually in the temple. They were the, the priests were the go-between between God and man. Because in the Old Testament, man needed a priest to go before them to offer up sacrifices to God. And in the temple and the tabernacle, they had a holy place. And they had a holy of holies. And the only people who were allowed to go in the holy of holies was the high priest once a year. But throughout the year, they offered up incense as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. And this was meant that they brought frankincense, all right, this, this thing that they would use in the temple to indicate that Jesus would be our perfect high priest. Because we learn in the Bible that those high priests, they all died. Let me ask you a question. What happened if one of those high priests died on the day before the Day of Atonement? And they didn't have time to get the next high priest ready. Who's going in for the nation for the forgiveness of, or for the covering of sin? No one. But see, Jesus is the perfect high priest who never dies. He came and he always lives to intercede on our behalf. No man can do that. So this bringing of this frankincense was really a, a, a prophecy in a sense to look forward to what Jesus was. And what he would do, he would be our faithful high priest who would die in our place. And he would ever live to, to, to intercede on our behalf. And it says he's able to save forever those who draw near to him. Because Jesus took us into the throne room of the Father as the perfect high priest. And we see that in Hebrews 2.17. Therefore he, made, he had to be made like his brethren in all things so he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of people. All right, now let's con consider another gift uh, that was given to Jesus. Madison, where are you at, sweetheart? Come on. All right. Now, Madison, g give us that old hunger spirit and go after it. All right, come on. All right. Good job. 
Okay, go, yeah, you're good. Just pull that real hard there. It's just, what do you got in there? Ah, what do, what do you think that is? Granola? It's, it looks like granola. It's actually grape nuts. Um, and uh, it smells okay. You can take that home and eat for breakfast. But it really, if you go look and you see what, what, what was the third gift that Jesus brought? They brought, brought, brought to Jesus. What was it? Myrrh. And if you go look at myrrh in its purest form when it's broken down, it looks like grape nuts. You can go look it up on the internet and check me, okay? All right, because you find out everything on the internet. Thank you, Madison. All right, so they, they brought myrrh. So what is myrrh? Somebody raise your hand and tell me what myrrh is. Myrrh. What's myrrh? It's something you give to Jesus. You're right, buddy. You're right on. What else? What, who else is going to give myrrh? What's myrrh? They're like nuts. Yeah, I just showed them. What's myrrh? They're like nuts. Okay, Kai. What's myrrh? It's fragile. Okay, Landon, one more t- go ahead, buddy. Spice. It is kind of a spice. You're exactly right. So it was a spice. It was used for a few things, and you mixed it with wine. It was used as an anesthetic. And this is what was offered up to Jesus. He refused to drink on the cross. But also... Another use for myrrh is when it's mixed with other spices, it's used in the embalming process in preparation for burial. So what would that be pointing to in Jesus' life? If, it, if, if they used the mix and they prepared, helped prepare people's bodies for burial, what would that be used in Jesus' life for, Madison? Yeah, the cross. And what happened after they crossed? Where they put him? In a tomb, that's right. They prepared his body with spices such as myrrh And it pointed to the fact that this child laying in this manger, Jesus would one day die in our place and be buried. And we see that in 1 Peter 3.18. It says, For Christ also died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God. Having been put to death in the flesh, he he was made alive in the spirit. So this child that the wise men presented their gifts to, and what were the three gifts again? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That's right. They pointed that he was truly our king, he was our perfect mediator, and he was our savior. Even at his birth, it pointed to why he ultimately came to die for you and me. The cradle pointed to the cross. And the cross points to the ultimate consummation where God will make all things new because of his son. That's good news. That's why we celebrate at Christmas. Well, those are three gifts mentioned here in Matthew 12, verse 11. But we're not done looking at gifts. Cason, where are you at, buddy? You were wondering if you're going to get in on this, weren't you? Come on. Cason's got another gift for us. Open up that gift there and tell us what's inside. There we go. Go after it, buddy. There we go. Can you get in there? There's the top, okay. Pull it open. I want you to pull it out. I want you to stand up and show everybody, and you tell everybody what it is. Pull it out. Did you get it? It's in there. It's in there. Here, let me help you out here. You got it right there? You got it? Just here. Pull it out there. You got it? All right, stand up there. Stand up there. What is that? A mirror. What, what do you look in there? What, what do you see? What do you see in there? Yeah, that's right. You see you. Show it to everybody else. Show them the mirror. 
And if they looked in there, what would they see, Kason? They would see themselves. And you know what? You can go ahead and sit back down. Thank you, buddy. All right. So he pulls out this mirror, all right? And he said he saw himself. And if you looked in that mirror, you'd see yourself. This is the gift that each of us can bring to Jesus today. See, the wise men brought gifts, didn't they? And each of us today can bring ourselves as an offering, as a gift to the Lord Jesus Christ today. Paul talks about this gift in Romans 12, 1, where he says, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. So let me ask this question. Have you brought the gift of yourself to Jesus for the very first time? Have you ever given yourself to Jesus as a gift? See, the Bible calls all of us to do that. In fact, they use the word words in the, in, in the book of Acts. It says he calls all men everywhere to repent. Toward repentance toward God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. What's that mean? There's many, many different religions in this world. And all of them, except Christianity, teach this. It's what we do that makes us right with God and gets us to heaven. If we can just do enough. But the Bible says this, that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We don't do what God calls us to do. We don't glorify him. We don't make much of him. We've all sinned. And then it says that the wage of sin is death. Separation from God forever. Eternal death. We can never be good enough for God's standard of perfection and holiness. And that's why he sent Jesus to come as a baby, the king the mediator, the savior, to die for the sin that we committed, to take the penalty we deserve upon himself. And the Bible tells us you can either trust in yourself or you can trust in Jesus. And the Bible says you can never do enough. It's by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves, not of works. It's a gift of God so no one can boast. So we repent, we turn from trusting in ourselves and we turn and trust we place our faith in what the lord jesus christ did for us through his life death burial and resurrection he died for our sin that we might be forgiven and be made right with god that's how we give ourselves to jesus that's why we offer ourselves to jesus and maybe you've done that already well then i would encourage you to daily give yourself to jesus be used by him to take that great news that jesus who was born a baby was our savior from sin well, it's only by grace that we can do this. Only by his power that we can do this. That we can come to him. That we can present ourselves to him for the first time. And then every day as one who's been born anew. We're going to sing a song now. So I'll ask the, the, the music team to come back up here. And it will serve as really a verbal response to what we've seen here today. And the magi bringing their gifts to Jesus. And the gift that we can give to Jesus, our very lives. And the words are, I bring an offering of worship to my king. No one earth deserves the praises that I sing. Jesus, may you receive the honor that you're due. Oh Lord, I bring an offering to you. I bring an offering to you. So I ask the kids to go back to your parents now. With, with your present, Landon. And I will pray and then we will sing this song in response to God's word this evening. Lord, thank you so much 
that you gave us the greatest gift, the greatest gift that we needed. Lord, we didn't need a doctor. We didn't need a lawyer. We didn't need a friend. We didn't need a miracle worker. Although Jesus was in some ways all of those things, what we needed was a Savior from our greatest problem. Not a lack of knowledge, not a lack of clothes, a lack of food, a lack of friends. But we lack the holiness that you required. So Lord, thank you for sending a Savior to die in our place, to take upon him the sin of all of us here so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Lord, help us as we sing this. Lord, may we bring our lives as an offering to you daily.